This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Guardians are taking on the Baltimore Orioles this weekend in a four-game series that has gone quite well for Cleveland so far with a pair of rousing late-inning victories for the Guardians, including on Friday night the walk-off winner from David Fry in the bottom half of the ninth inning, capping a seesaw 9-8 battle that uh, went the Guardians' way in the end and uh, set the stage for what could be a fun weekend, too, as they'll take on the Orioles on Saturday night at 6:10, and then Sunday afternoon to wrap up the series at 1:40. Coming up a little bit later on in our show, we will visit with pitching coach Carl Willis and talk to him about the season that was for the Guardians pitching staff with a lot of injuries to deal with. They still have come through with a solid effort throughout the season. And we'll also talk to Carl about his future with the ball club. We'll hear from Cal Quantrill and Sam Hentges, both a part of that pitching staff. And we'll also visit with Luke Carlin, who is the Guardians minor league catching coordinator, who has some great thoughts on the progress and the major league abilities of Bo Naylor, as uh, the young catcher has performed quite well down the stretch for Cleveland. But first, as we begin our show, we hear from closer Emmanuel Classe, as always with some good help from Augie Rivero, the team interpreter. Classe eclipsed the 40-save mark recently. Uh, last night, a blown save in the end, but ended up getting the win in that comeback victory. And it's been that kind of year for Emmanuel Classe, the first Cleveland closer with a pair of 40-save seasons in franchise history. How about that? And he talked about how he views this season in terms of his progress and the goals that he had hoped to accomplish. Eh, nada, en verdad, dando lo mejor de mí, como siempre lo he dicho, enfocado. I mean, thank God for the opportunity for this season, but you know, I feel it's a season with a lot of challenges and, and a lot of things and up and down, like you mentioned. But most importantly, I was able to to improve my personal goal, which I have every year, which is get more saved than the previous year. So I'm still confident with the few games that we have left that we're able. To, I want to be able to surpass the the number of saves that I had last year. And when you look at at the year that you've had. You've had to bounce back on a lot of nights, and 
uh, we talk all the time about closers have to have no memory whatsoever, good or bad. And have, have you managed to kind of work along those lines to get better at that part of it? Eh, nada, en verdad, lo que hago es nada. En el momento, como te digo, uno se siente mal y todo eso, pero. Yeah, the way how I do it, I try to, like, when, after the game, I'm back in the hotel, I try to check the video and see what actually happened. You know, sometimes it's bad luck, sometimes it's my bad performance, and obviously seeing what happened to make sure it doesn't happen the next day. And then after that, I just take the positive, and next day, I just focus on executing the good thing and just forget the bad things. Emmanuel Classe joining us, Guardians Closer with translation help from Augie Rivero. You are the first and only player in Cleveland franchise history to, to have two 40 save seasons. Uh, what does that mean to you uh, even though you're still very young in your career? Eh, nada, en verdad es un logro más para mí, para mi carrera y it really, really proud of myself and the work that I've been able to put in, but also, you know, very thankful for the organization for giving me the opportunity because it's, it's an important achievement for my career, for my personal career, but most importantly also for the organization. So it's something that I, I take a lot of pride on, and, and I'm really happy I've, I've been given the opportunity to do that here. And there have been some really good closers here down through the years. Are you surprised you're the first to, to go back-to-back 40-plus -back save seasons? Uh, it's, it's weird because in reality, the way how I see it, like if I've been able to achieve it in the past, I know I'm going to put my effort to do it again, and I know I will do it. So I know it's a difficult thing to do, but I'm comp I, I'm pretty happy that I was able to, to improve the number of saves that I did last year. And you led all of Major League Baseball a year ago in saves. Could happen again. Um, how important is that to you as we get into the, the last couple of weeks of the season here? Uh, claro, eso, eso sería, como te digo, algo muy bonito, en verdad, y yo... I mean, these are very important games, uh, regardless of the situation. I love the quote of Pedro Martinez, that this is the time in the season that separates the, the kids from the grown-up men, and, and for me, that's what it is. Like, got to give the best, got to do the best for the end of the season, and hopefully we get the good results. And along those lines, team-wise, obviously, it's been a step back this year compared to a year ago, but uh, a a lot of the same talent is here. What has you excited for next season, just based on what you've seen the last two years here, when you've been such a big part of it? I believe this is a you know this is part of baseball. Sometimes you may have these expectations and it's not going to happen. But I have a lot of trust in these guys for next year because I believe we've improved. We've improved in a lot of areas that give the confidence that we're going to be clearly contending for a, for a playoff spot next year and hopefully for a title as well. And one of your teammates, uh, an all-star teammate two years in a row, I know you didn't have a chance to go this year, but Jose Ramirez, and you are in the record books for Cleveland, and, and he's, every day it seems like we're looking up something new for him in terms of all-time franchise leaders. Uh, what has it been like to and meant to you to be able to play on the same team as him the last two seasons? Él para mí es un líder, en verdad un líder, una persona que siempre mantiene, no sé, nos ayuda a nosotros en todo a mantener. Yeah, it's really great to have him here. You know, he's clearly a leader in this clubhouse. I mean, not only for the way how he plays the game, but the way how he talks to all of us, to the players, to keep the positive vibe and also keep our head up. So I feel it's important where he contributes on the field, but also where he contributes to the organization, to the fans, and to us as players. It's really important to have us in, in, in our team. Emmanuel, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Augie, thank you. Thank you, guys. That's closer, Emmanuel Classe. And when we come back, we'll hear from another of the relievers, Sam Hentges, as well as starting pitcher Cal Quantrill. But first, we take a timeout, and we'll have more after this. Those are sports sounds. 
And people love sports so much, it makes them pay attention when I say, drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. It's way back. It's out of here. And we all know how sports fans feel about big saves. What a save! See what I did there? Save is also a sports word. So save big when you switch to Progressive. Ooh, that's a golf clap. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 3-2 is chopped to the third baseman. Ramirez up with it. Fires to first in time for the out. And a third straight three-up, three-down inning recorded by Cal Quantrill. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung and banged up the middle off the glove of Quantrill. Knocked the glove off. He picks it up, barehands it, backhanded flip to first for the out. The glove is still laying on the pitcher's mound. Quantrill had to retrieve that ball in the grass area behind the mound and showed his athleticism. Here's the 0-1. Swung on, ground ball to the second baseman, Jimenez. To the back for one. Arias fires to first in time for the out. And the double play ends the inning and another Low pitch inning for Cal Quantrill. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's Guardians Weekly. Great to have you along this weekend as the Guardians are playing the Orioles here in what has been an entertaining four-game series so far. Two games in with game three of the series on Saturday night at 6-10. Well, Cal Quantrill will be on the mound on Saturday night, and he has made four starts since returning from his second stint on the injured list and has pitched extremely well since returning from that injury list. We caught up with him over in Kansas City after his most recent appearance and he talked about why it's been so important for him to get back on track before the offseason. You know, I feel like I wanted to prove, you know, to myself again and and to my teammates and you know, I'm st- I still got it. I just I was going through some stuff early in the year and, you know, I think I've got it handled, and I feel like I'm back to my regular ways. You were saying earlier, first time in your pro career, even dating back to the minor league days, where you've had to battle some things injury-wise. Uh, how tough was that mentally, especially coming back once and then having to go back on the injured list? Yeah, it's, it, it sucked. I feel like uh, a big part of my identity as a baseball player is, you know, I take the rock every fifth day, and, and I think you know what you're going to get out of me. And when that gets taken away for a little while, it kind of sinks. Um, it's tough sitting there watching your team compete without you. So, uh, yeah, it was tough. But, you know, I think it's something most athletes go through at some point in their career. Part of it, and now we're back. I'm not sure if they're related at all, but I know in your game on Monday in Kansas City, there were maybe a different repertoire than, than we usually see from you. And is that a result of, of coming back differently after the injury, or is it just something that, that happened to fall into place that day? No, I think I've always had the ability to throw five six seven different pitches I just haven't had to or haven't really wanted to in the past and I feel like you know where I'm at right now and the way my arm's working I feel like my off-speed pitches are as good as they've been and it was a a good 
you know, good team to showcase it against and, and, you know, show that I have multiple ways of getting people out. Cal, you look at at the year, it's been obviously frustrating for you and for the team as well. And um, when you look at a year like this and then look to the future, some positives you can take out of it for where this team stands going into next season. Yeah, I mean, obviously we had we had high hopes coming into the season. You always should. Um, I think injuries got us pretty good, and, and you know, and we didn't play our best baseball. But um, I still think the core of this team's intact, and I still think that we're talented, and, and we know how to win. We just, uh, you know, we fought it a little bit this year. So, um, you know, we're going to finish strong, and you know, some guys are going to prove that that they belong here next year, and and you know, we'll be right back at it, ready to compete and, and go for a title next year. I know talking to you occasionally, you talk about the talent here, especially the young talent, and. Uh, what has you excited? What do you see in, in the young players that says, hey, this could be something? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that pretty much every player on the roster is showing flashes of what they're capable of. I think, you know, the goal is towards the end of the season is to prove that you can be consistent, you know, day in, day out. Can, we need to be able to rely on people for 162 games. And, you know, some guys are getting some shots to play more more important, you know, game games than they were earlier in the season. You know, just look to go out there and, and, and show that they belong and, and that, that we can count on them next year. And personally, obviously, you've come back, you've gotten your starts in. Um, what do you need to do, you think, in, in the off season, and, and how much are you looking forward to attacking the off season in a certain way to make sure you're ready to go next spring? Yeah, I feel good. I feel good about my off season routine, and I think it's shown throughout my career. Um, I'll be ready to roll next year, just like I was this year, and. You know, obviously, we'll we'll keep some things we've learned this year in mind to make sure we try and avoid some of the same mistakes. But it'll be a good offseason. Be ready to go. Cal, always great to have you on. Thank you. All righty. That's Cal Quantrill, a 15-game winner a season ago. And obviously, this season did not go like that, but very encouraging down the stretch for him. Now, in the bullpen, you talk about a pitcher on a roll after starting the season on the injured list. That's left-hander Sam Henches, who was a dominant factor in the bullpen a year ago down the stretch and on into the postseason, and we are seeing that again. How about this? The last time Henches allowed an earned run was late July, and heading into play on Saturday night, he had a 25-appearance streak without allowing an earned run. The only run he had allowed was in extra innings when um, runs that that come in with that runner at second base to start an inning, they don't count as an earned run. So that's been it for Henches. He's been just tremendous. And he explains some of the keys to his success down the stretch here in the second half. I mean, I think just kind of putting my head down and, and keeping on putting in the work every day and just um, – understanding that the results will come and results you, you can't always control the results um, of what you do but you got to control everything that you can control and go out and and stay aggressive in the zone um, and just just keep yourself available every day and nights like last night where you probably know that it's going to take a lot of arms from that bullpen to get the job done are those kind of fun to, to know that all you guys together are going to have to contribute Definitely, especially when you've got a guy who's who's coming up, making a spot start on short rest. Uh, we were all kind of ready to go down there, um, and Eli did a really good job early in the in the fourth and fifth inning um, to kind of shift the momentum in our direction of that game. Um, and then the rest of us came in and kind of just slammed the door from there. But, no, it was definitely good and cool to see Eli go out there and do that. And when you look at, at the bullpen as a whole this season, obviously you, you concentrate on, on your own pitching and success. Uh, 
Well, when you look at things this season and how it has turned out for the bullpen, how have you looked at it and seen it as the season has gone along? Um, I mean, I think we, we've been playing a ton of really close games, um, and that over the course of the season that can get very difficult. And the, uh, the statistics, um, I think, of our bullpen as a whole can be skewed a little bit because of those close games. Um, but I think everybody's been doing a, doing a pretty good job of, of working hard every day, and I think as a bullpen guy, making yourself available to pitch every night is everybody in the bullpen's main objective um, and that the results will come. And, and we've put together some good stretches as a bullpen, and we've we've taken our lumps as well. And that's just the part of, of a 162-game season. Um, but just continuing to put in the work and, and finishing strong, I think, is, is very important to us and will help give us some momentum going into the next year. And you mentioned next season, and, and every player would like to have a season like a year ago when it was, uh, you know, preparing for the playoffs. At this point, uh, how do you look at this season? What do you take away from it? Even though there's some disappointment, they're not making the postseason. I mean, you got to take away the positives. That you, you got to learn from the negatives, and over the course of the season, you kind of make adjustments. And it's a constant game of adjustments, especially as a pitcher who's coming in for, to throw 15 pitches, um, and will face guys multiple times in a series. Um, so just making adjustments, continuing to, to learn from the negatives and, and take the positives and think about them as much as you can and roll with that into the offseason. Sam Hench is joining us, Guardians relief pitcher. And, and Sam, we talked baseball before the break. Now the important stuff, it's team photo day, and this is something that every team goes through every year. Uh, what's the key to good success on team photo day? What's most important to you? I think communication is number one um, because it's a lot of bodies out there. You've got a lot of people moving around. Um, so kind of having a, a leader, I don't know who that's going to be today, but just kind of having that communication to get everybody in the right spot for the right time to make it go as swiftly as possible. I'm not sure if you're that guy, but is there a, a player in that room who maybe takes – personal appearance and how they look in the team photo a little more seriously than others definitely I don't, I don't know why you would because it's from about 500 feet away um, but definitely there's some guys in there that will get nice and lubed up with gel or whatever they got to put on and make themselves look good want to name names no I do not <laughs> and you you are one of the taller players on this team which means you're in the back row every time is is that Something you'd like to see change at some point in time? I mean, maybe at some point, yeah. That would be fun to be towards the front or maybe sitting on a bench or something up front would be cool. Um, but I've been standing in the back of photos my whole life. I'm pretty used to it, and I think I'm pretty good at it at this point. If there's things to be good at, that's a good thing to be good at. Sam, thanks a lot. Uh, nice season this year again, and I appreciate you coming by. Thanks, Rosie. That's Sam Henches, a key part of the bullpen and uh, certainly having a tremendously strong finish to his season. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from pitching coach Carl Willis. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Probably the one thing we talked about more than anything is we, you know, togetherness. It's not that we're not going to struggle, but when we do, we're going to do it together. We're going to learn together. We're going to we're going to win together. We're going to compete together. We're never going to back down from a challenge together, and that's the idea. Um, it's it sounds you know everybody's going to talk about it. We have to find a way to do it better than all other 29 teams. That's hard to do because as we've noticed, there's only one team that can be left standing at the end of the year. We haven't been fortunate enough yet to be that team. We keep knocking on the door. We'll figure it out. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field this weekend. And it's uh, great to have you with us as the Guardians are winding down their home schedule. It concludes on Wednesday night, the second of a two-game series against the Cincinnati Reds. And don't forget, that's a night where the Guardians will honor their manager, Terry Francona, with thank you T-shirts, thank you Tito T-shirts being handed out to the first 20,000 fans on hand. All tickets in the upper deck during this last homestand are $11. You can go to cleguardians.com and pick them up right there. But uh, there'll be a tribute video for Tito, as um, he has said many, many times now over the last couple of months that this will be his last season as a manager for Cleveland. And his pitching coach for a good portion of that time has been Carl Willis. And he has overseen a pitching staff, especially a starting rotation that has undergone tremendous change since spring training, as all five projected starters coming out of spring training have either spent time on the injured list, been traded, or spent time in the minor leagues. It has been that kind of year. And we asked Carl if he's been surprised at how well the staff came together this season, even with all the challenges. Not that there wasn't confidence in the guys who've stepped up, but, you know, just knowing where they're at in their careers, you know, how young they are, their experience at upper levels, you know, I think it's it's a big ask. But I am so, so proud of those guys. I mean, they, they have done a tremendous job, as you said, giving us a chance to win most nights out. And, and, and quite frankly, a lot of credit has to go to the bullpen as well because, you know, I know they're – you know, sitting there nights, you know, that things can fall apart. And that that happens, you know, with any club, the best of the best clubs. But if you look at our bullpen, they've been very resilient. I mean, the guys that made our club out of camp have certainly pitched the bulk of the bullpen innings. I think if you look at it, probably more so than maybe any other club, you know, in, in the major league. So, so those guys, you know, have gotten a lot of work in and, and, um, just the staff as a whole, really, really proud of what they've accomplished. And, and I think the experience that, that they've all gained, but certainly the young starters, just speaks a lot for a bright future here. Is there a common thread among the three that's allowed them to, to navigate that rookie season and, and pitch so well so often? You know, I, I do think um, they compete with each other. But I also think they they really like each other, and you know that that makes things kind of seamless from from day to day because they support each other. There's never any you know animosity. But I think on the mound, um, you know, I've I've said this 
you know, for a long, long time. You know, our player development system does a really good job of, you know, preaching strike throwing. And, and then once we have strike throwing, it's commanding the strike zone. Um, our guys have stuff, and, and all of them seemingly have a secondary pitch that, um, you know, is plus. And so they're just, they get here with a lot of confidence. And um, that goes a long way, I think, when, uh, when you're asking young guys to do what we've asked them to do this year. Personally, as, as the season winds down, uh, there's some uncertainty for the first time in a while with, with Terry Francona indicating that, that he will stop managing this ball club at the end of the season. Uh, how about for you? How, how does that impact you? And, and what are your thoughts as the season starts to wind down here? Well, you know, first, I, I can't, you know, voice enough how much I have enjoyed working with Tito and how honored I have been to work, you know, alongside him. I, I think he's a Hall of Fame manager. Um, you know, he, he lets his coaches coach. Uh, the players love him. The coaches love him. I'm sure the fans do as well. I'm just very appreciative of that. Um, in terms of the future, I, I'm certain that um, – you know, a new manager, and rightfully so, is going to come in and um, he's going to want some of his people on the staff. Uh, you know, maybe there's, you know, some some room or consideration to, to keep some. Um, listen, I've, I've done this for a long time. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm blessed. I'm appreciative of my time, and, and hopefully I've been able to make a positive impact here and there on, on some young pitchers and older pitchers. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I, I have a contract. We're going to keep it open-minded, and uh, we'll see what happens. And when you look back, it, you were you pitched in the major leagues, but not everybody can then go and, and be a good coach. But you've been doing this long enough to where certainly it's acknowledged that, that you've done great work with so many pitchers. Um, what's the enjoyment level for you? What, what keeps you coming back year after year, and, and has it something that you enjoy doing? Well, I think, you know, there's a couple of things. I, I, well, first, I love the game. I've always loved the game since I was a, a little boy. It's kind of instilled in me from my dad who, who loved it. Um, but I love the competition. Um, you know, the competition just, it, it keeps you motivated. It, it keeps you energetic even as you get older. You know, maybe maybe you crash harder after games than you used to, um, but during the game and in the preparations for the game, you know that that really motivates me. And 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 the other thing is just just seeing the the smiles and the you know sense of accomplishment from the players and 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 in my case particularly the pitchers when they do go out and perform, you know, at a really high level and do a really good job and, you know, make a great pitch or get out of a tough jam or just go out and dominate. I mean, to see them, you know, I, I didn't have many of those nights as a player. I had a few, not many, uh, but, but just to see them and, and know how that feels and what that means, it's really a blessing to be um, a small part of that, and I enjoy that so much. And, and you've been a part of Cy Young Award winners with three different teams. And do you get as much enjoyment out of, out of that, overseeing that process, as you do, say, a, a young kid trying to hang on and just stay in the major leagues as long as they can? I, I honestly, they're, they're all equal. I mean, and, you know, in terms of the Cy Youngs, that's, that's, 
you know, in, in some case, I, I feel like it's being in the right place at the right time. I, I, you know, I don't know, but I know that I'm extremely happy for those guys who have, have won that award. Uh, it's a great, great honor for them and a great accomplishment. But as you mentioned, you know, guys who, you know, maybe are struggling and they've been in the league eight, nine years and trying to, you know, uh, refine themselves and sometimes they do and guys that do kind of come out of nowhere and make a place for themselves and go on and have a lengthy career. Yeah, there, there's there's pride and, and uh, joy in all of those situations. Everybody has their own story and, and when that story can be a happy one, we're all excited. Carl, it's always fun visiting with you. Thanks so much for your help this season. All right, Rosie, enjoyed it, and uh, see the fans again soon. Now, some good stuff there from Carl Willis, and that uh, remains to be seen what his role will be next season. But uh, as you can tell, still very much um, enthusiastic about being in this game and spreading some of that great knowledge that he brings to the table. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with a young coach in the Guardians minor league system. He oversees the catchers. That's Luke Carlin. Stay with us. More to come after this. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. The final horse now in the gate, and they're off. They're starting off with a double toe loop jump, leaving a difficult 7-10 split. As there's movement on the inside rail. Only nine pins separate them now as they head to the final quarter mile. They're neck and neck. It's down to the last frame. Here comes the actual jump. They bundle their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Win, strike, savings, gold. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. From the set, Hernandez, the pitch, and Naylor with a high drive, deep right field. Back goes Velasquez, back track, wall, gone! Bo Naylor! A solo home run to right. That's home run number nine for Naylor. Four of them off Kansas City pitching this year. And a towering blast to right for Bo Naylor. And I mentioned earlier tonight, Naylor with an OPS of over 1,000 the last 22 games. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment. And we had a chance to visit recently with Luke Carlin, who spent a short period of his major league career with the Cleveland Indians back in the 2012 season, the last time he played with Cleveland. He has been a part of the coaching staff in the minor leagues for quite some time. And this season, the third for him is the organizational catching instructor and coordinator. He worked a lot with Bo Naylor in the minor leagues before Bo got the call up earlier this season. And Luke fills us in on that progress that Naylor made not only during his time in the minors, but also as his major league season has progressed. Yeah, I mean, there's so many of us that are excited for Bo and just, you know, him finding a little bit of, um, you know, his step and a little bit more comfort here. And, and, you know, you can see he's been trending up recently, too, in a lot of areas. So, you know, from hitting to catching to, um, you know, mental skills, life skills, the physical aspect of it, I think from a player development standpoint, um, you know, we really tried to put our best foot forward with him as with every player, but he did the work and that's really a credit to him and his family and his parents and stuff like that because his maturity and his work ethic and his perspective really helped, you know, 
him move as quickly as he did. And, you know, the cool story about Bo, and I talked to him about this, is, you know, he struggled his first year in AA quite a bit, but the organization believed that he could handle it mentally and that he had to go through that and come out the other side so that he could see himself, you know, have that success because that's when you earn that confidence as a player, it helps you at this level because at this level, everybody's really good. And if you can't handle failure, you kind of sink or swim. And so um, Bo's been really good with that. I think that's one of his biggest strengths. What has he done defensively uh, in terms of progress that's really impressed you as someone who caught in the big leagues for a while and and certainly was good defensively too? Yeah, the first thing that stands out for Bo is his athleticism. I think what the average fan wouldn't see is just the preparation and communication that goes into the game calling and the pitcher-catcher communication and talking with Carl, Rigo, and Joe and everybody getting on the same page. I mean, you know, that's a difficult learning curve for a lot of catchers. There's just so much and there's so much information and they have to be able to see it in the moment, you know, get all of that info and, and apply it or at least know how that works with the pitcher and it is really tricky, and it it's a, makes a huge impact on the game. And just watching him go through the plan of attack meetings, you know, with Gio uh, a few days ago and, and just how he's communicating with Carl and how he's preparing in his notes and then what it looks like when he's on the bench between innings and he's not, you know, he's not worried about his at-bat. He's, you know, he's got the iPad out and he's looking at his notes and he's watching previous at-bats. I mean, it it's a level of maturity and preparation and you know Gallagher's been really influential here for him too Gallagher's got a great process for that and he's very open and he's been very helpful so um and that just goes back to you know the culture here and you know Sandy Carl and and the the rest of the pitching group obviously Tito at the top but um you know they've been able to embrace their kind of roles and help each other so I think that's the obviously there's the receiving the throwing still, it's coming, like Bo can throw. Um, so, you know, his pop times look good. His caught stealings numbers aren't quite where we'd like them right now. But receiving, blocking, game calling, they're all trending in the right direction. And obviously it's nice that he's been hitting a little bit more as well. So, Luke Carlin's joining us. He oversees the, the catching instruction in the minor league system for the Guardians. And, um, Luke, you, you last played here in, in 2012. Your last major league experience was, was with Cleveland. What's it been like to, to be back in the organization as an instructor and really having an impact? Yeah. You know, playing for eight different organizations throughout my career, you could really feel the difference here. And a lot has changed since, you know, my first year in 2010 here. At the same time, I felt like it's grown. And one thing that's always been consistent has been just the care and concern for our people. Um, And we do that differently and it shows up. So, you know, being able to come back as a coach is a privilege. Um, Something as a catcher, as a coach that, you know, you're trying to help and you want to make an impact and you want to help other players succeed. And so the Guardians have been a really good place to give us the autonomy and freedom to explore and grow and make an impact and just as long as we're communicating all pulling in the same direction so it's been very fulfilling since uh, I stopped playing to come back and do the coaching side. And when you look at uh, obviously I'm sure you'd like to name every catcher in the system as someone who uh, you know keep an eye on that type of thing but um, just a couple 
Brian Lavastito. We saw him last year. He made the club out of spring training and then took a step back. But it looks like he's made some progress this year. What are you seeing from him? Yeah, the, the work that he's put in, and it's difficult to go through. You know, you, you, he got here and admit he will admit he's like, oh, wow, I am not prepared for this level. And, um, you know, that's nobody's fault. It, it's really hard to play here. But then you've got a choice. Um, you can kind of like spiral down into this, um, you know, self-pity or, or despair, or you can get to work. And, and Lavastita got to work, and he's done a great job with just maturing his daily routines, um, life skills, preparation. He's been the first one to the field, kind of the last one to leave, staying on top, and really taking a professional uh, approach and perspective to his game and that's really what it takes at this level is that sort of ownership and preparedness those habits have helped him grow over the season and, and he's seen some fruit because of it then we'll go all the way down to the bottom for a kid who was drafted this June uh, the first round draft pick for the Cleveland Guardians is a catcher uh, tell us about him and and where it might lead maybe maybe or maybe not yeah, so Ralphie was our first rounder this year, and he didn't have a lot of catching experience. And so our scouting group, you know, really dug in and, and talked to him and figured out what he wanted to do. Um, you know, for the fans that don't know, I mean, he can hit. And we think that he's going to continue to hit. Obviously, he's not major league ready right now, but all signs point to it could be a really exciting bat. And this is Ralphie Velasquez. This is Ralphie Velasquez, yep. And, uh, you know, without a lot of catching experience, catching at the rookie ball level is probably one of the most difficult things to do from a skill standpoint because we have a lot of young, talented pitchers who are still learning how to command their pitches and even just the consistency of the pitches. Their sliders might break three different ways right now. So it is very difficult to catch at that level. And so Ralphie's got his work, as all catchers in, in rookie ball have their work cut out for us, but because he doesn't have a lot of playing time back there, He's going to have to learn fast, and um, and hopefully it, it stays up to speed with his bat. So he, you know, in the the two weeks that I've spent time with him, um, there's a lot to like. He's a good kid, comes from a good family, and uh, he wants to do it. He wants to learn. So um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put our he's gonna put his work in, and, and we're gonna see where it goes. But it's very exciting. Yeah, Luke, great to see you. Good stuff. Thanks for coming by. Always great to see you, Rosie. Thanks for having me. That's Luke Carlin, the minor league catching coordinator for the Guardians, and uh, a lot of good stuff there from from uh, Luke as he oversees all the catchers in the system. That's going to do it for our show this week. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put it together each and every week. We'll catch up with you next weekend from Detroit, the final weekend of the regular season, and uh, that's where Guardians Weekly will come to you next. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you for listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.